Hello and welcome to Engineers Week. Annual tradition from 1951 started by the National Society of Professional Engineers dedicated to ensuring a diverse and well-educated future engineering workforce by increasing understanding of and interest in engineering and technology careers. And Engineers Week will be the subject of this episode of 312 the HRP Podcast. For our work hard segment, we'll be joined by four of HRP's top engineering professionals who will talk to us about civil engineering, environmental engineering, wastewater engineering, and compliance engineering, the differences, the similarities, and the overlap. In our Play Hard segment, I'll be joined by Tom Battles, engineering practice leader for HRP. Mm-hmm. It's very tempting. These are very spinny chairs. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Hello, Laurel. Hi, Tom. Hi. Uh, <laughs> you are with us today to tell us about wastewater engineering. Is that correct? I am. And uh, who are you at HRP? What do you do here? Uh, my name is Laurel Pickard. I'm a civil environmental engineer. I've been working in the industry for 18 years now, and I have my professional engineering license in Connecticut. Can I confess something before we get started? I thought your name was Picard the entire time. <laughs> well, I've Joe Picard. Yeah, who used we to pronou- be here. Yeah, yes. we pronounce it differently. Mm-hmm, but spelled. I just I didn't pick it. I picked the guy. Picard, you pickered. <laughs> you pickered. Okay, back on track. Yep. Um, we are here today to discuss wastewater engineering. And can you tell us, kind of broad strokes of overview, what is wastewater engineering? Maybe how is it distinct from other branches of engineering? Is it like a niche thing? Is it like an overlapping thing? How would you describe it? So wastewater engineering. I think falls kind of under the civil or environmental engineering umbrellas. Some people maybe still think environmental engineering falls under civil engineering. I'm old, so like my degree is civil engineering. Didn't have environmental engineering at the time. Um, But wastewater engineering is exactly what it sounds like. What are we going to do with this wastewater? Is it going to go to sewer? Does it need to be treated ahead of time? Um, Does it need to go to a septic system? any of those kind of problems are addressed. And when thinking about wastewater engineering, um, would you say this is a big field when you compare it to other types of engineering that maybe people uh, are more familiar with? I think it's definitely a um, niche. What Everybody makes wastewater, right? Like, mm-hmm. let's not pretend we, we all don't. do it, folks. <laughs> we all do it. And as much as I try to stay away from the sanitary wastewater, I, I like the industrial wastewater much more. Mm-hmm. It's always a thing. It's going to exist forever until we radically change our bodies and radically change our industrial processes. So it's not a huge amount of folks who do this, but it's vital, it's important, and it's really throughout the country, throughout the world, something that needs to be considered in projects. Mm. And what are some of those projects that we see at HRP? What's the work of a wastewater engineer like? HRP. So a lot of what I do is industrial work. Um, So you have a factory and maybe they make wire, maybe they make almost anything really. I do a lot of metal finishing work. 
where um, they'll rinse parts or they'll have process where they need to clean their equipment. And all of that equi- that water that's generated needs to be managed somehow. Theoretically, you could ship it as a waste, which would be incredibly expensive in most cases. There are situations where it happens where you've got to haul trucks of water. But think about the gasoline, think about the time, think about all of that. Very expensive. It's much more efficient to put it down to a sewer, except there are sewer regulations. There are state regulations. So our job is to help make sure systems exist that are working properly, that are within the permit regulations, that are following the compliance uh, schedules that they have, things like that. So what is the work like typically in terms of, is this a paperwork job? Are you performing advanced calculations? Are you in unique software programs? Are you out in the field doing kind of sampling stuff? What is it like for you? One of the things that I love the most is it's a little bit of everything, Mm -hmm. right? So there are some days where I'm just writing a report or a permit application and it's just straight writing or looking at tables. And yeah, that's not the most fun thing like Mm -hmm. data entry or calculations. But then there are other days where I get to go and see how things are made Mm. You know, there's that old, um, I don't know if it's how old it is, that show, um, How It's Made. Mm-hmm. I get to see that for real. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, in the last few months, I've seen how toothpastes are made and boxes and wire and um, airplane parts. All these things that we need. It's a critical part of industry. Mm. But I get to see how these things are, are made and created and how it ties back into this one little area that not everyone wants to deal with. Mm-hmm. I joke around like, we're not what makes a company money, yeah. wastewater, but we can be a problem. We can cost <laughs> people <Yeah>. money. <laughs> we can stop production when it's not working right, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So it's important. Absolutely. There's making money and there's saving money. And at the end of the day, it's still money. Yeah. Like, either <laughs> you're going into or coming out of your pocket. Exactly. So when you're learning how those things are made, do you have to, is that a part of what is necessary to do wastewater engineering? Oh, definitely. Yeah. So what happens a lot of times is you'll have your raw materials. I'm going to go with metal finishers because we have a lot of them in Connecticut and that's where I do a lot of my work. You have these metals and the water's going to contact it and some of those little metal ions are going to get into the water and that's what we need to treat along with any cleaning products, any um, coatings, any cyanide, you know, we have cyanide treatment in some of these places. All these things end up in the water. So you need to see sometimes how things start and finish, at least when it comes in contact with the water. Maybe later on there's air components, maybe later on there's physical abrasion or something, and that's less my concern. But it's amazing how critical water is and therefore wastewater mm-hmm. um, in an industry for a lot of these facilities. Yeah. Uh, do you have any recent projects you've been on that you found particularly interesting? Um, the toothpaste one, actually, this is a factory that's been there since like 18 something. Mm-hmm. Um, they make all kinds of lotions and balms and, and toothpaste and things like that. And how wide their product selection was for this old building. Mm -hmm. You know, we've talked about the importance of history and things like that and local manufacturing. This was like the exact 
um, example of that. And their wastewater treatment is four stories high of tubs and basins and washrooms. And you don't think about how these easy things are made. Mm-hmm. Or you don't think about how they're made and you don't think about how the things that make them are cleaned, certainly. Yeah. yeah. Until you have a job like mine. <laughs> <laughs> I guess on a final note here, what is something about wastewater engineering that you wish the general public knew that they didn't? Or maybe someone who's studying engineering, maybe thinking about wastewater as an area they'd like to go into. What's something you would say to them or wish that they knew that you as a professional working in this field know? I think a lot of people don't even know it exists. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not that... you. Know, we all use the sewer, right, or our septic system. We, we're used to sanitary wastewater. Um, but we don't want to think about it mm-hmm. for reasons. Um, but the industrial side, too, exists. It's challenging. Um, it ties into our local systems. If you're on a sewer, you know, your plant, your local POTW may need to have expansions or have alterations because – somebody's factory is doing something upstream Mm -hmm. it's all tied in and it's really interesting and complicated and i'm going to say fun but i'm a real big nerd sometimes (laughs) yeah we all are aren't we (laughs) it's engineering week i'm allowed to admit it i'm a nerd (laughs) yes it's permitted (laughs) so just that we exist actually i think is um is part of it okay we're out here we're real it's engineering week we need to let's get some acknowledgement here Okay, Laurel, thank you so much for joining us today. And are you ready now for the challenge portion of the podcast? I am terrified and ready for this challenge. Okay. Your challenge is to summarize in 30 seconds or less everything you just said. So what is wastewater engineering <laughs> and what is it at HRP? Okay. All right. So Now, each of our engineers was challenged to summarize their discipline in 30 seconds or less. To see how they did, head over to HRP's TikTok, our YouTube Shorts page, or Reels on Instagram. Did Laurel beat the challenge? You know where to go to find out. Hi, everybody. I am here with Chris Parada. Chris, what is your position here at HRP? Project consultant for civil engineering. For civil engineering. Yes. Awesome. And you're here today to tell us kind of generally what civil engineering is and what that means at HRP. Can you start by giving us really broad strokes what civil engineering means? Civil engineering deals with mostly just all infrastructure things from you have hydro, trafficking, soils, structural, everything that pretty much doesn't move. It's sun cell and it's not going anywhere. It's all of the engineering work that's kind of based in that. It's not moving. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. Stuff. Okay. And what were some of the examples? You said like hydro. and Yeah. Um, you have hydro, which that goes into dealing with stormwater. Um, then actually bridge analysis for how, how high up the bridge needs to be so it doesn't actually impede floods if there's a hundred year storm that comes in. So that's kind of generally the areas that civil engineering uh, exists in those spaces. Mm-hmm. HRP works in civil engineering. So what is some of the work that we do here at HRP within that field? What we do in HRP, um, we actually touch a lot of different aspects of civil engineering. So we actually go into town permitting side. So for landscape, new parking lot designs, um, retrofitting their um, stormwater systems to actually be good enough for um the town zoning regulations that we deal with. We've done a pedestrian bridge and wool kit that was just installed. So we touched a lot of different aspects of civil engineering. We 
use pretty much every aspect of it. And uh, what is like an average day like for you as a engineering consultant here at HRP and it, one who works in civil? What are some of the duties and tasks that you tackle? It's a lot. Um, most of the days aren't actually the same. It's running around different different things. Um, one of my duties is construction draws, which we go to different job sites that are being built right now and seeing if they're on budget or they're actually saying what they've done and seeing actually if they're designing it to what they're actually supposed to be designing for. I'm just inspecting their works, going out on site for SWIFTS, um, inspecting it, which that is a stormwater pollution prevention plan. So seeing um, how all the containment from that site is going to be staying on the site or going to be leaving the sites, what they can do to improve that, and how to manage if there is a spill or contaminants being um, released that wasn't supposed to and what's the best measures for that. The company of HRP's size, do we handle like kind of everything in the civil engineering space or do you say that we would like kind of specialize in particular areas? We specialize of more personal projects. We're not a big company that's going to be doing a 10 mile corridor study that's going to be dealing with every aspect from big orange projects, big um, water, sewer, and I have to have like a hundred people just dedicate this one project to do it. But everything that's more personalized to smaller companies, smaller sites, does um, every site's a little more individualized. We're a lot better at that. We're not cookie cutter. We're going to go and finish this massive roadway, but we do do roadways as well. We just did. It's gone out to bid soon for Beach Road. Mm-hmm. Did the reconstruction there. So it's more niche, small little corridors, but we're not doing massive highway engineering that it's a lot more you need a lot more manpower but jobs that are unique for most um like the 80 percent that are very unique jobs that's where we specialize mm. give me some of the details on a, a civil engineering job that you've worked on since you've been here at hr one of them was for a truck dealership that we did that was in um west hartford mm-hmm. And we had to go through the whole permitting process, and there was a lot of requirements. So we had to do a drainage analysis, landscaping analysis, read through all of the town's permitting, make sure that it could fit all the needs that the client had and all the needs that the city had. We kind of was a mediator, making it so everybody was happy. Everybody got a nice product at the end of the day. Mm. What were some of the uh, unique needs? Um, Unique needs were mostly... They really didn't want to have nice landscaping. They did, well, not, they wanted bad landscaping. Uh, they didn't want landscaping, so they didn't okay. want any grass that they had to maintain. Always have it. Yeah, yeah. So they went with um, r- um, Riverstone around it with trees in it. What's Riverstone? Um, it's they're like the little flat rocks that oh, like really smooth. Yeah, yeah. The most of the times they're like a white or the kind of just regular stones that have no sharp edges and they're more ornamental for things like that. Oh, it's not like functional. It doesn't like help drainage or something if they're smooth or. Um, no, this okay. they're called riverstone because well they're you get them out rivers, but the tossing and turning kind of just shapes off all the hard edges. Mm-hmm. Now was the that was for decorative and for not wanting to maintain like yes for landscaping nice for when you drive by you're not looking at just a blank parking lot with a bunch of trucks in it mm. so what kind of moved that from just specifically landscaping into the civil engineering space mostly just going through the zoning regs that the uh, city has yeah just reading through them most um, cities and towns have zoning regs that 
mm-hmm. require landscaping for their front yards. They always need something that looks nice in it. So how much of the job would you say is uh, kind of navigating those regulations and getting, say, permits in place and all that? I'll say that's probably... Over 50%, maybe closer to 70 because everything you do for it. Um, so for SWIFT as well, mm-hmm. there's a whole permitting process for that. Every, Pretty much every aspect, there's rules and regulations that we have to follow there, industrial standards. Mm-hmm. So kind of just making sure everything meets those standards and goes through properly. Gotcha. Did you go to school for civil engineering specifically or just kind of engineering generally? I went through school for civil engineering. And how has what you learned in school differed from like the lived experience working in this field? What are some things that you've learned or impressions that have changed um, through actually being a a working professional engineer? Mostly, um, we don't really do calculations by hand. You don't have to do a full (laughs) stormwater analysis by hand. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, There's um, HydroCAD and other programs like that that do it um, pretty much for you, but you need to know those knowledge, how to do it by hand, make sure that the numbers you're putting in is actually the right numbers are coming out, not going, that's 100% wrong. It's running with that. Okay. (laughs) Um, So I guess on that same note, what's something that you wish that you knew as a student or as just someone outside of the working field uh, about civil engineering? Um, it's mostly a better knowledge of AutoCAD because AutoCAD isn't used for every job. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it is more general in school. They don't go into full designs because mm-hmm. any aspect of civil engineering, there's, it's so broad yeah. that there's special ones for water, buildings, bridges. Mm-hmm. So there's a, they don't get into the nit and gritty that would, if I knew this one step, it would save my life so much and you kind of have to fight through it. Mm-hmm. But if you knew exactly with it, I think life would be a lot easier. Okay. I think we're going to have to do some videos of uh, you showing folks how to do those little extra steps in AutoCAD. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that kind of settles it for here. Are you ready for the final challenge of our little interview today? Sure. All right. We're going to have you sum up everything you've said about what civil engineering is and what it means in HRP. Did Chris beat the challenge? Head over to Reels, YouTube Shorts, or TikTok to find out. Everybody, we're here with Allison Teropoulos. Allison, can you remind the listeners out there who may not have caught you on our previous episodes uh, what you do at HRP? I am the Director of Compliance Engineering, uh, and compliance engineering means that you know companies need us for helping them with their compliance tasks, reporting and permitting to the state or federal government, um, and so things like air permitting, wastewater permitting, tanks, SPCC, stormwater permitting, process safety management. You know, we get into some sustainability and energy monitoring, uh, energy reporting and and calculations as well. A little of everything. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of overlap with some of the other disciplines within the engineering field. Correct. Yeah. So we consider compliance engineering to be the bridge between EHS and our civil engineering group. Mm. Maybe in some of the same ways that the environmental engineering bridges the gap between the engineering and the the geo environmental practice. Correct. Yeah. So yeah. we're kind. Of, yeah, we're the glue between. I guess the engineers are the glue between all the practices. Yeah. Maybe. Holds this whole thing together. 
<laughs> so uh, tell me a little bit about some of the, the tasks, some of the projects, uh, services that compliance engineers at HRP tackle. So a lot of uh, what we do is um, permit applications. So a client might come to us, um, they need a renewal of their air permit or to re-register under their stormwater MSGP. Those are more periodic occurrences where, you know, that might happen once every five years or once every 10 years, depending on the permit term. Then we also do a lot of annual compliance. So um, clients have to demonstrate that they're operating in accordance with their permits and regulatory requirements. Uh, so we'll do calculations, we'll do record keeping, we'll do prepare the reports for submittal to the to the agencies, things like that. And then we also, you know, might help a client with something, a one-off thing, you know, if they are building a new facility and they want to know how to integrate their uh, HVAC for spray boosts into their building. Um, so we might help them design that based on the regulatory requirements or, you know, just understand what what they have mm -hmm. at their facility, what they need to be in compliance, what it's going to take to get them there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I found it really interesting to hear about how different facilities make determinations about or need to make determinations about or how we at HRP make those determinations about how they fall into the different programs that govern them, right? Yeah. So, for example, um, our air facilities, we have, you know, there's many different air regulations to which a facility could be subject to. And it depends on what they're emitting, uh, what processes they do at their facility, ha and how much they emit. So there's source category specific regulations. So if you're a metal finisher or you're a... Um, you operate a boiler or generator. All of those have specific set of rules that they have. You have to follow. Um, and then similarly, depending on how how much you emit. So if you're um, what's we what we call a major source, um, then uh, you're subject to more stringent regulations because you're emitting more, and therefore you have a more watchful eye on you. Um, and then if you're uh, you know, emitting less, you're a smaller source, a minor source. Um, there's different programs that you're subject to under that as well. Um, and then, you know, there's the general federal Clean Air Act that everyone's subject to. Uh, and then each state interprets that a different way. So, you know, I might go to a facility in New York that has a spray booth and I might go to a facility in Connecticut that has a spray booth and they're going to be permitted totally different. They're going to have different rules, different regulations, different types of permits, just by the fact that they're in a different state. So uh, HRP really can help guide a client across, you know, their understand what they need, understand how, um, you know, what their goals of achieving are, how much, you know, how much product they want to make this year, um, and then how we can get them um, permitted correctly so that they can achieve those goals. So it sounds like you cover a lot of area ground <laughs> as uh, a compliance engineer and working in, in the air as well as the other areas of compliance engineering. Um, what's the kind of split, would you say, between desk work, permit applications, going into the field to do stuff? Like, what is it like for someone working in compliance engineering at HRP? Um, I would say that most of our work is in the office. 
Um, a lot of our field work is not what you would consider, um, you know, like the geos go out in the field and are digging holes in the dirt. Um, we're going out to facilities. We're observing their processes. We're talking um, with the individuals that are responsible for those processes, understanding, um, you know, where they need help and and where they're what they're doing great at. Um, and so I would say, you know, we're 85 percent in the office, maybe 15 out at sites talking to people. Um, you know, we might have meetings with a regulatory agency um, with COVID, a lot of that has been virtual, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hoping we'll get back out and see some people in person now that, it, you know, it's getting better. There's a lot of opportunity to interact with people, mm-hmm. um, which is what I really like about um, HRP and consulting in general, because learning new things, every time I go to a site visit, it's like an episode of how it's made, right? Yeah. I yeah. get to learn how all these new, all these products that I use every single day are made. And it's really interesting. It's, it's really cool to see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you have a, a, a favorite that sticks out that you could tell us about? Yeah. I mean, we have clients across so many industries. We uh-huh. have food manufacturers. So, you know, general food, like types, you know, food that you see in the grocery store. Um, we work for people like that. And then um, we have, you know, people that make the takeout containers for food mm-hmm. um, or um, asphalt for roads. Um, it's all interesting. Yeah. And, and the good thing about HRP is that we cover a broad range of clients. Um, and so we have a, a, a breadth of experience in a lot of different industries and it's um, fun to have that variety. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what do you think, what would you like the main takeaway of the audience to be about compliance engineering? As someone who is the director in this field, has worked in it, what what would you like people to know that they probably have no or are clueless about when it comes to compliance engineering? I think compliance, like the term compliance gets a bad rap, mm-hmm. right? It's, it seems boring. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think the thing about compliance is you can be really creative with it. Um, I get every client so even if i have two of the same client like i said two spray booths right Mm -hmm. um they might have different goals they might have different objectives it's my job to figure out how they can meet those goals and so there's no one size fits all solution so i get to be creative i get to be you know thoughtful i get you know to listen to people and understand and Mm -hmm. and that's all really exciting sounds like a great field to work in All right, Uh, Allison, thank you so much for joining us. And we're going to now move into 30-second challenge. Uh Can you summarize everything you've told us so far about compliance engineering and about it, how it works at HRP in 30 seconds? Could Allison make the time crunch? Head on over to see. All right, everybody back again, this time with Kevin McNally. I'm Kevin. I'm a project manager uh, here at HRP in the uh, engineering department. And Kevin's going to talk to us today about environmental engineering. Kevin, give us broad strokes, 30,000 feet. What is environmental engineering? Well, I kind of think of environmental engineering as a discipline that crosses into a lot of other engineering disciplines. You know, to me, it's it's a little bit of civil, it's a little bit of wastewater, um, and it also crosses over into some of the other things that we do here at HRP uh, in the environmental um, 
sector, like remediation and cleanup of contaminated sites. You know, there's a lot of environmental engineering um, involvement in those types of projects as well. So what are some of the projects or areas that HRP works in within the uh, environmental engineering area? Some of the things that we do include um, environmental permitting for um, construction projects. So some of the things that we've been working on lately include getting state and federal permits for, um, for a project that has potential to impact wetlands and, and water courses. So, um, you know, it's, that's one of, the, one of the bigger things that we've been working on here recently. So it's interesting. So we have a whole side of HRP's business that is uh, geology, the environmental side of the business, as we call it. Um, but there's this overlap here with environmental engineering. Can you talk about some of the ways that those disciplines kind of overlap with each other and the necessity of having those two sides of the business uh, work together? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that we do is support, um, you know, the the LEPs and, and the geologists who have done all of the site characterization um, and decide, determined where um, maybe contamination is present, needs to be cleaned up, and we provide support in um, preparing the plans and the, the, the permit applications and the documents in, in that cleanup. Um, and then when it comes to remedial systems that maybe need to be put in place to um, address an issue long-term, you know, not just like soil excavation and disposal. Um, we support in designing those systems as well and uh, selecting equipment and making sure that's going to provide the, the long-term solution that we're looking for. Uh, talk to me more about what goes into a permit because uh, there's got to be more to it, right, than just filling out some paperwork. What makes it engineering? So, um, depends on the permit. Mm -hmm. Um, some, some applications can be pretty straightforward if there's, you know, not a lot going on with the project, but, um, typically you would have some, some level of calculations, whether it's, um, seeing how your stormwater runoff is going to be altered by your project or, uh, you know, doing volume calculations, um, typically, we're, we're preparing and presenting um, plan drawings and maybe maybe details of um, what exactly it is that we're going to be building or implementing, you know, for our for our remedial solution. Can you talk to me about how all of these adjacent disciplines of of engineering, whether it's uh, wastewater or compliance or civil, kind of. Um, kind of fall into or adjacent to uh, environmental engineering and how environmental engineering crosses into those distinctions? Yeah, sure. So I guess one example that I can call on specifically would be monitoring a wastewater discharge. I've worked on a project where to install a, a manhole that was specifically for monitoring discharge from, from a facility so they could you know, see that they were meeting permit effluent limits. So, you know, manholes, maybe think civil, civil design, and then there's the wastewater aspect there. So it's kind of this supporting role to a civil problem and a wastewater problem for, you know, an industrial 
application. So something like that where it's kind of encompasses more than one concept. And what is the work at HRP like for an environmental engineer? What are some of the typical tasks or projects that an environmental engineer works on at HRP? So, you know, typically I'd say we've been working on a lot of a lot of permitting lately. Um, you know, so that includes finding all the supporting information to prepare that that application it involves a little say it involves more more writing than some other engineering disciplines. Um, so there's a lot of written narratives that we put together as well to support those. And then there's always the kind of the CAD drawing aspect of things. Always CAD, um, right? Yeah, yeah, for uh, site plans and detail work and and all that kind of stuff. What's a project that you've worked on, maybe historically or recently, um, at HRP that falls pretty clearly into the uh, distinction? of environmental engineering? Well, we've been working to support a residential complex that has a methane mitigation system to address potential for vapor intrusion at the site. We do routine inspections there to see that the equipment is is working properly and other kinds of tests like that to make sure that the um, the residence is safe from, from that potential hazard. And along with that includes sometimes some recommendations for equipment upgrades. So, you know, looking into maybe if there's newer equipment on the market or something that's going to save the client money on energy operation and all that kind of stuff. Uh, What's something that you have learned in your working experience as an environmental engineer that you wish people um, outside of that field or who are maybe in school and thinking about getting into environmental engineering knew about environmental engineering, but something that you didn't really learn until you became kind of an insider in the field. I think that just how, how broad environmental engineering is, is really something that you don't get a good grasp of until you spent some time in the field. Um, you know, I started out doing more geology related work before getting into the engineering aspect of those types of cleanup and remediation projects specifically, just knowing how broad of a discipline environmental is and, you know, maybe trying to narrow in on what types of projects or what types of work are of interest to you, mm-hmm. you know, specifically if you're, if you're a student or someone who's kind of starting out in, in the field and maybe what other adjacent disciplines you want to have knowledge of or experience with to, to really, you know, hone in on, on the project work that you enjoy or that you think is most impactful. And do you have a type that you enjoy? I have spent a lot of time doing remediation projects. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of where I feel the most at home Yeah, when it comes to project assignments. All right. Well, Kevin, thanks for joining us. And uh, are you ready now for the last challenge of This segment in which we will ask you to, in 30 seconds or less, summarize everything you've said about environmental engineering and what it means at HRP. I can try. Uh, Did Kevin complete the challenge? Join us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube to find out. All right, folks, that does it for the work hard section. We will see you over on Play Hard.
Everybody, welcome to the Play Hard section of Engineers Week podcast. I'm here with the man himself, the practice leader for HRP's engineering department, Tom Battles. Tom, how are we doing today? Doing well, Tom. Thank you. Awesome. And we are here at HRP's Derby office and specifically in the Bad Sons Brewery that's attached to it. Just another reason why HRP is a fantastic place to work, folks. In the same building, we got this nice little brewery. Tom, what are you drinking? I'm drinking some kind of an ale. I, th- I think you told me what it was, but I forgot. It's Light Rider. It's, it's a lovely it's ale. It's a Light Rider. I've got... Bubba, what do I got? What, what's this? It's right there. It says it right there. It's on that can behind you. Cameraman Bubba is going to... Uh, Bubba's cameraman and producer today. In his Hawaiian shirt, by the Hydroponic. way. Hydroponic. It's really tasty. Dank IPA. So, Tom, we are talking again about Engineers Week. Talked to a bunch of folks, those who have just joined us from the work hard section of the podcast. Heard from Laurel Pickard, from Chris Parada, uh, Allison Teropoulos, as well as Kevin McNally to talk about compliance engineering, wastewater engineering, environmental and civil engineering. So what does the practice leader do at HRP in the engineering department? What do your duties kind of consist of? Good question. Uh, Part of my role is to just make sure that uh, the disciplines uh, have the staff and the support that they need. Uh, I may not necessarily know what air is or wastewater is specifically, but I'm kind of a sounding board and uh, that mechanism that uh, that keeps keeps the uh, the groups uh, whole and have the resources that they need to to do their work. And so you get to kind of see uh, the work kind of throughout all of HRP's areas and offices, right? Yeah, that's the fun part of the job is, yeah. uh, you know, the South Carolina office and the New York office in Missouri uh, will reach out to me often to, uh, to discuss projects. Is it something we can do? Do we have the resources? So I'm kind of that person that has enough knowledge to know whether we can chase a project or helps, help a client on a project like that. Mm-hmm. So. It's actually what brings us here today. We have a big meeting we had today with a client who shall remain nameless. Correct. Because we always protect the confidentiality of our important clients. Right. But a great uh, example of how working HRP can bring you to some pretty cool places. Now, one of the things I also wanted to ask you about is just that it's fun to work at HRP, right? You know, obviously, I've been around the block. I've, I've worked at a lot of different places, done a lot of different uh, types of work over the years. Um, to be honest with you, uh, HRP is probably the best place I've ever worked for. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the people that I work with, just the culture that's, uh, that's within the office is not very normal in our industry. So it's uh, something I appreciate and a reason I certainly like to come to work every day. Got any uh, old war stories from previous employment you can share? Ooh. There's a lot, but I, I don't yeah. know if I want to really yeah, share, open share some worms. of those. Yeah, okay. consulting is is a tough business. Yeah, uh, so you know we understand that we still have to produce here and, and get work out the door and make money, but we also have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think one thing I can bring up is you know you mentioned that we're we're meeting with a client here this afternoon to go over a a, a pretty large Connecticut-based project, but we're also going to have some uh, cocktails this afternoon and, and do some socialize socializing. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is uh, 
kind of what we are known for and our clients appreciate that. They like the friendly side of, of the consulting business. We're not here just to, just to make money for them yeah, or for us, not, not them. Uh, and, and they appreciate that. We kind of do make money for people though. Yeah, we do. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's true. Making money is, sa is saving a client money is what, is what we uh, <clears throat> certainly want to focus on. Mm -hmm. So Tom, when you're not uh, busting your hump here as the uh, yeah. practice leader for HRP, what do you do to like kick back and relax? Well, I'm kind of an outside guy. Uh, used to have a couple of boats, which I don't have anymore, but I, I enjoy being out in the water. Uh, I do exercise a lot still, trying to mm -hmm. try to keep in shape, not getting any younger. But yeah. I, I do uh, I do and have done that pretty much my whole life. So I do enjoy just that time in the gym by myself. Mm -hmm. So so got on the lake at all? No, we're not in the lake anymore. Okay. Yeah, uh, Tom, I think our culture brings out the best in our clients. Uh, we've, we develop relationships with a lot of them, and that's what we're doing here today is after, after this uh, podcast, we're going to go have a couple of drinks with uh, yeah. with some clients that uh, appreciate us spending some social time with them mm -hmm. and, and feel comfortable with us. Yeah. So we got Bubba here. He's been a employee of yours for how long now? Uh, that's, that's hard to say. Yeah. I mean, Bubba's, Bubba's the man. Mm -hmm. He's been here for a long time. Um, we appreciate each other and we have some fun together and we like each other. <laughs> You're Bubba tag in for a second. Yeah. Okay. Tell and everybody. I, and I love, and I love his shirt. Tell everybody what's, uh, how, how great it is to work with Tom Battles. <laughs> oh, Tom's my boy. Yeah. We get along. Uh, yeah, it was, uh. It, you were you weren't around long before I uh, ended up uh, being uh, one of your direct. That's right. Yeah. 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 And uh, but I and it was a little rocky to start because yeah. I had been working for like Mike Peck forever, and I was the new guy. And you were the new guy, and yeah. suddenly, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But uh, no, I think Tom and yeah. I have it, it, one of the best things I remember is Tom came into me one day and said, "Look." I'm not going to mess with you. Yeah. You got your own thing going on. Yeah. And yeah. And I yeah. was like, well, that's cool. Yeah. And, and the reason I said that was I have a lot of respect for Bubba. He had been here a long time. He's a senior guy. Um, I was taught that a long time ago to, to respect, you know, the, the more senior staff on, in, a, in a company. So that was kind of my approach was I'm not going to come in here and, and mess with Rattle your cages. mess with your Cheerios, <laughs> as they say. So. Yeah, and I but yeah. I think it's it you know we have uh, we have this little uh, relationship where we kind of you know bust each other's chops. Yeah, but uh, just it's a all little, in good just fun. And yeah. yeah, I mean I respect Tom. Yeah, he does a great job yeah. for the company. And I mean, what more could he ask yeah. for? You yeah. know, so uh, yeah. And, and, he and loves, he's so and this, comfortable on camera. This guy's positive <laughs> attitude is is. Uh, oh yeah, that's me. I'm Mr. Positive. Yes, you are. Sunshine. Yeah, yeah. That's all I got. That's all you got. Well, you know that wasn't bad, Tom. Man, man, Cheers. Man. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, Cheers, Tom. <laughs> Cheers, Tom. I think that's. I think that's, that's going to wrap it up yeah. for uh, today's play hard yeah. section. Yeah. Uh, make sure you go to the, make sure on the YouTube channel you uh, you click like, you hit the bell for notifications and subscribe. Yep.
Yes, yeah. if you're still listening. That's correct. If you're still listening, if it's audio, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts yeah. or wherever you get your podcasts. Happy Engineers guys, Week, everybody. Happy Engineers Week. And thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Thanks for coming, Tom. Bye. Bye. Later. <laughs>